It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Bar Down Breakdown, episode 154, and we're joined by our homie up in Edmonton, Alberta, Jeremy from the great Nicholas Rage. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How's it going, Mikey? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, that intro track is a bop, by the way. That, <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. So that's our homies and Keep Flying. They awesome. sent us over some of their instrumentals and uh we had we had to throw it in there so. oh, dude. <laughs> it's like a horn ensemble and punk music like that that went well together that was awesome i was hyped yeah <laughs> dude you, if, so i guess you got to go uh check out keep flying because keep flying they, yeah dude they're they're journeymen uh i'm not sure if you are familiar with jjr it's it's his passion project and his band Crazy. and uh yeah, he, he he's well known in the scene, and he's he's killing it with that band, man. They're they're dude, awesome. Dude. I love it. I I think that's one of my favorite parts about like I've checked out the podcast before, and um I'm I'm such a hobbit like hermit. Sorry, not hobbit. I'm both, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm such a hermit when it comes to like the scene nowadays. Like I feel like I'm just I haven't I don't listen to as much music as I should. And you guys throw some names out, and then I go check them out in a media. I'm like this is this is so good. So I'll, I'll double check. Uh, keep flying, and I'll uh, throw those guys on a playlist here for me. Hell <laughs> yeah! Awesome. Hell cool, yeah! Man. Thank you. So tell me, man, what's what's going on in in edmonton right now i'm sure you guys are just getting blanketed with snow <laughs> we we did a little bit uh last night but it's it's just freezing i think uh we had like two weeks of like minus 40 weather and it was hell and uh it got warm for like three days so that was nice and then it went right back to like minus 30 something and last yesterday actually i had a flat tire 
and I had to go like pump air into my tire and minus 38 with no gloves. So like, my hands were just like burning the whole time. But uh, that's pretty much Edmonton in a nutshell. That's why we uh, we're all depressed and we write sad punk music. <laughs> so negative 38, like I've been in like negatives, but like maybe negative five is the coldest, <laughs> but negative 38. That's that's unreal, dude it's a different beast it's 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 like yeah like i walk outside my mustache is frozen instantly like it hurts and burns when i breathe in my nose but you get used to it kind of but you also never stop hating it it's one of those things touche touche well we're we're not a weather podcast i I, every (laughs) once in a while just like to know what it's like around different parts of the world and country because i'm i'm in north carolina and tom's in florida so we don't get temperatures like that. <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily, I wish, man. Um, but yeah, it's interesting always to hear like how it's. Uh, people ask us Canadians what it's like here all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. always the same answer. It sucks, not all the time, but. <laughs> so, Jeremy, let, let's talk Nicholas Rage before we talk some hockey, just because uh, you guys got a bunch of new music on the horizon, and mm-hmm. definitely want to give you the time to, to talk about it, but. Before we talk about the new music that you guys have planned to come out, mm-hmm. let, let's just talk about the the formation because honestly, I thought maybe Calling All Captains was the only band in Edmonton, Alberta. So it, it's cool to hear that there's another band kicking it and killing it in uh, in Edmonton. So tell tell me about the formation of Nicholas Rage. Um, Edmonton's actually in Canada, one of my favorite places. I know it's obvious I'm from here, but like we've toured all across Canada and, um, we've played with the band of those cities, like in Winnipeg and Vancouver and not to like there, I love the cities everywhere in Canada is awesome, but there was just something different about Edmonton in the punk scene here. Um, it's always full. It's always a fun time. The crowd knows all the words to your songs somehow. And you're like, how, like, how does this happen? So Edmonton's (laughs) always been like that. I've been me tim wilson um and mark wajiki is the bass player in our band we've been playing a band since we were like 16 just because it's always been around in edmonton and um we tim and i went to uh McCune university and uh we went there for the music diploma because i was like okay i love music i practice it all the time and i still suck so i want to, <laughs> i need to figure this out get better and uh me and Tim both met there and we knew each other from the scene because he played in a band called Greater Than Giants, which was pretty big, um, you know, in the early 2000s in Edmonton. And I think in the second year, he's like, let's make a punk band. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just going to focus on some other stuff. But eventually I came around and we ended up uh, starting the band. At the time, it was a couple other members, too, who also went to uh, university with us. And um, yeah, so we just started it. And uh, we released a couple singles and people actually started liking it and it just kept steamrolling from there. Um, But yeah, it's not just captains here. (laughs) I love those boys. We do share a jam space though. (laughs) And you share members. Yeah. And we share members too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess let's talk about that, you know, since (laughs) it came up. So you mentioned Tim, who's also in calling all captains. Mm -hmm. So, so which one came first? Because I, I totally don't know. (laughs) <laughs> rage um so tim and i tim and i started rage in a, about a year in i think captains um i think their lead singer left for to pursue something and then their drummer which is luke um really talented guy he ended up jumping on vocals 
um i kind of messaged them because i was like maybe i maybe i would sing for them but at the same time i just start rage so i uh i didn't end up showing up to <laughs> a tryout but uh i think they they ended up uh, going with luke and then they uh, got uh tim got in contact with them i think and then tim joined the band and uh ever since then it's been tim in two bands and it's been fun it's we're all kind of learning and helping each other grow and uh we love those dudes they love us it's like sharing a family member kind of it's awesome yeah yeah shout shout out nick nick uh has been on the show before he's our homie he's actually been our show twice so cool cool to (laughs) nice i saw i actually watched that episode (laughs) hell yeah yeah so i guess you know it's a hard-working band yeah when when you have a member that's in two bands, you know, when you guys first were doing this, both bands weren't signed. And then within a couple of months, in you know, maybe even a couple of years, now both of those bands are signed. And <laughs> it, it's kind of cool to think that Tim's in a band that's on Equal Vision and then also in a band that's on R- Revival Recording. So how, how has that been splitting him between the two projects when... You know, now being on a label, there's more responsibility, mm-hmm. more work that goes along with it. So how, how is he st- it, stretching his time? Not going to lie. At the beginning, we were all kind of worried, like, you know, that's going to be a lot. Like we um, we're, fr- we're like we're all really good friends with boys and captains. And like we kind of we knew they were going to get signed soon. And then um, when Tim signed it, I was like, dude, just give us like a year. We'll, we'll get signed too, man. At first I was a little worried, but he promised, you know, like I, this is still like number one, I'm going to be giving like 200% to both projects. Right. So um, we, it, it, it ended up working. Tim's a professional. Uh, we're all kind of like to think of ourselves as professionals at this point. And he, um, he, he stuck to his word. Like it's been great. We've uh, you know, I, we try to limit, as much workload on him like we're like hey write your parts and play the drums and um you know if we ever need help he helps out with a lot of social media as well uh but for the most part he's been killing it he's been doing really good um same with captains like it's both both bands have just been able to continue on like there's never been situations where it's been like you know hard there's been moments where like you know if he has to go on a tour captains and then it's like okay we have to uh, plan around that I mean, it's not a huge deal. There hasn't been a situation where we've been touring at the same time. So we've been lucky out there. And even if we did, we like both bands had like backup guys that can come on tour with us. So that we got some AHL my... farm teams. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question because, you know, yeah. as, as knock on wood, hopefully things get better again in the spring and in the summer. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Captains is going to be hitting the road. I'm sure you guys are itching to get out on the road so you kind of already answered the question but yeah you, you got some guys in the farm system ready to to, to jump up i like that <laughs> yeah no it's, it's good i thought maybe Sorry. tim was the only drummer in edmonton and that's why you guys are just <laughs> passing him around <laughs> yeah he's the only one no he's the uh... only one he's got to be in every band in edmonton <laughs> no he's a he's a very driven man he, he, you know, he throws himself into things and he does it well and that's who he is. And we can't expect him to be any different, right? We, we love the guy for who he is and he's killing it. Like, that's super cool. How many people can say they're in two signed freaking bands? Like, not a lot of people can say they're in one. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, awesome. that's freaking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess, you know, since we're, we're talking labels, uh, you guys are, are linked up with Revival, mm-hmm. a, ba- uh, a label out of Raleigh, North Carolina which is very far away from 
Edmonton. So yeah. how did that even happen? I have no idea. I think um, we were on tour once and we just released, um, we had like two songs that we released like back to back and it was uh, Dirty Talk and Laugh on our Spotify. And like Laugh just for, for us, like little guys, like Laugh blew up considering like what we our numbers were like 10,000 on songs and but laugh was like in the first couple days up there and then it got on some really big playlists uh crash course on spotify new punk tracks pop punk's not dead and everything from there just steamrolled i felt like there's people contacting us and left right and center and um out of nowhere this guy named kevin from uh he said he was the a and r for a label called revival recordings and we're like it's probably just another scam just whatever <laughs> right and we're on tour we're just like worrying about so many other things uh but you know he kept you know saying like hey guys like i really really dig it and he was actually offering a distribution um situation and uh i don't know we get talking and he seemed like a likable dude we gave him a phone call just to check it out and it just vibed so well. Like we bantered really well. He had such a good presence to him. And like, he really was like a fan of the music. He's like, I love what you guys are doing so far. And we just want to be a part of it. Um, and usually you can tell if one of those things is real. Cause it's, it's a percentage based thing. It's not like, Hey, give us $8,000 and we'll do something. For you. <laughs> right. But uh, no. And then he said, we were kind of talking like, well, if you guys are a label, we're not really interested in like distribution. We want a little bit more. We're trying to get on a label at this point. We're all, broke musicians been doing this our whole lives and i think uh you know financially it's something we're looking for for the help because uh, we know we got the music and we want to put it out uh so he gave us a call back and it was with uh i think sean um from alisana and he ended up uh you know saying hey we want to welcome you guys in if you guys are for it and yeah we just kind of jumped on it we did some negotiating for a while and it was perfect and ever since revival's been uh unreal they're such a good uh small group of people that really want to help and they do their best and we're learning a lot from them and they're learning and they're doing everything they can to help all their bands yeah i'm really happy it happened so what year was this if you don't mind me asking uh that's a good question like the pandemic has messed me up it was like right before the pandemic so 2019 we were talking with them and i think we signed in 2020 but it was um it was so funny because I was like, I was talking to my parents about it. I was like, oh my God, like I finally get a record deal and the world ends. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those feelings. But um, it was actually kind of cool because um, it gave us a little more time. And that's like such a big pressure situation for a young band. Like we've only been around since 2017. So it was only a couple of years and the label reached out to us. So um, we're still figuring out our branding and figuring out like the sound that we have, right? Um, but it really gave us time to sit back in the studio, learn how to demo our music properly. Um, we brought Mark Wojcicki in, our bass player, and he's uh, he, he does like producing. So that helped a lot. It really lit a fire under my ass too. And I started to learn how to uh, do demos, record myself. And I've been getting better and better ever since, but I don't think that ever would have really happened unless I was bored sitting in my house and given some more time to take some pressure off of the situation. And I think we ended up, writing five of the best tunes that we could have. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good situation all in all, even though the world was suffering and it was hard. It was hard to uh, actually go out in the world and do something about it, but that time was good. So you guys self, uh, self-produced and mixed and everything this EP? Uh, no, actually um, like he's a producer, but he does more like uh, pop orientated stuff. And 
um we ended it's just the fact that we could do like really well like polished demos like we can actually give a producer like this is how it should sound how we want it sound make it better <laughs> right gotcha. make it sound sound quality better um so that's been like really good uh but we actually work with a guy from edmonton uh his name's called his name's james banks he's from audio banks actually really talented guy he's uh he was on the come up too he only did like a few bands before us but one thing he did was his own band and uh there's actually three bands in edmonton <laughs> uh forrester is like my favorite band of like all time i look up to those guys it's super weird because they're my friends but the way they write music is so good i suggest you check them out if you if you're looking for new tunes forrester um but their uh, drummer is actually the producer and he did their whole album and i remember listening to that and be like this this is fucking awesome so i um we ended up going with someone named greg wright who kind of does a lot of the pop punk music in edmonton and he's awesome too very good we only paid him like 600 bucks on our first two tunes like <laughs> he did it as a homie charge um but then after that i was like i don't think we can afford greg james was coming up and he gave us a nice deal and that's what we recorded laugh and dirty talk with and he did such a great job and he gave us the deal and we we wanted to help him get his name out there too so once we got signed and once we knew we had um, a budget, we were like, let's go back to James. Let's make sure James gets some money for helping us out. And he did, he did so good. He's, he's like a fifth member in the band. Like, you know, we send him demos back and forth and he's so honest and he helps really shape the song. So um, yeah, it's been great. And, and th three of those singles are out on Spotify right now. Right. Yep. And, and all streaming platforms. Yeah. So I think you hinted that there's going to be five tracks on personal party. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yes. There's going to be two more tracks coming out. We'll have one focus track with the EP uh, releasing. Um, but yeah, there'll be five songs plus the three songs that are already out kind of all just in the same area. Um, we're supposed to maybe be releasing a music video for naked grape, but uh, we're, we're kind of still holding off. We want to just wait for the right moment to get that out. But I'm really excited to share that. That was so much fun. I, ended up uh, directing and um, getting like the whole video concept done. And that was the first time it felt like the first video we released <laughs> was all over the place. Never made a music video in my life. <laughs> and it, it kind of seemed that way. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, the Poison Ivy music video at all, but that was our first single. And uh, yeah, I, I tried to do too much, <laughs> but I still love it. I still enjoy it. And the director we had at the time, um, he, he like, you know, polished it, made it really good. But this uh, next video, uh, I'm pretty proud of it. We ended up working really hard on it. I made like a simple concept and it just came together so easily. So really excited to release that. Should be cool. Soon. Hell yeah. So uh, talking personal party, it's out on March 11th, right? Yep. March 11th. And uh, right now we have uh, pre-orders up in our link, in our bio on all our platforms, same with Revival. And you can go on there and buy... Uh, some bundles we have a t-shirt and a crew neck that we can uh, that we're selling with it uh the crew neck and the t-shirt design are actually made by mark too that's another thing we're all okay. trying to learn so many things and get better at what we're doing and mark actually took on some visual design and work like that so he's been making he actually made the elephant logo that we have in our our logo and he made uh, all the album artwork so oh hi mark on instagram if you want to check him out the dude's so talented he's he's like okay i'll try he sends us something i'm like that is amazing that's so good i don't know how you do that but no he made all the artwork too um but yeah 
it's been crazy learning all these small other we're all just musicians but we're trying to be more than that and you know as a company we want to try to outsource as little as possible and just make it uh you know get make more skills i guess dude gotta respect that because <laughs> you know unfortunately bands are expected to do way more than just play music these days mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you you really have to be your own like marketing manager you have to come up with your own merch designs and concepts and things like that like it's definitely uh I, we, we like to say it's easier because like you guys have cell phones that have gps when you have to tour but then mm -hmm. all the other stuff like that you have to take on like i'm sure there's someone in the band that has to be like the tiktok guy and like doing those <laughs> is that you yeah it's me Man. yeah but at least you're doing it because yeah. there's some bands that aren't on there yet. And I'm like, why are you not on TikTok yet? Like, oh. you have to be on that platform, even though, like, you might not get results right away. You know, the, the videos can just, like, blow pop up. Yeah. yeah, pop off, like, m months or, or weeks after they go up. So, like, you kind of just got to put them out maybe even daily or a couple of weeks to just yeah. hope that one goes viral. Yeah, there's um I've been following a lot of like inspirational TikToks that are like kind of helping you guide, like kind of guru stuff. And um I've I started video editing, so like that, that's a new that's one of the new things I'm learning how to do. I am brutal at it. It's like I get so frustrated. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's so hard to do for me. But I actually ended up putting out one recently that I finally got done and I think I'm gonna get better and better at it. But uh, I think one thing they're saying uh, a lot of these people is like that six month process, like post every day for six months. But before you do kind of strategize it a little bit, like find something you enjoy talking about and then like make like a main source of content and make sure you can kind of weave off that content with like a bunch of separate little videos kind of idea. So that's constantly uh, rolling the, the content. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that properly and give something of value to the people other than the music. And uh, it's, it's hard. I understand why bands haven't done it yet. Cause they open the phone. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. So there is a bit of preparation and that's kind of the phase I'm in right now. And we'll see how it goes once it's all prepped and ready to go. Yeah. It, it also seems that like bands are kind of following a formula, like they're following the other bands that are blowing up. And then mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, a, yeah, it's a, kind I, of, I don't want to say like copying, but it's, it's at the same time, like yeah. you, if there's a trend you got to kind of go with the yeah. trend and then that's your chance i think it's kind of like um like like businesses so like you're trying to make a better product than another business so like if someone keeps doing like lists like say like the five top songs out this week um blah blah, blah. there's like a bunch of people that do that but like you want to try to make that video it's it's still copying but at the same time you put your own flair on it and some people are going to like you more than other people your personality so it's like find something you feel like you can do well and then go with it and yeah, copying people's good. Just do it in your own way, kind of idea. So, but it's cool. But it, it it's also cool to see how that can transfer into like real gains for a band. So yeah. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band Loveless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now they're blowing up on TikTok, but then that transferred to what you know their 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 single that came out or their cover that came out a little over a week ago it's now on like legit billboard billboard charts like crazy. that's how great like crazy the song is blown up and 
it's cool to see because that band's not signed right now. They're doing it all themselves and they're they're, they're yeah. getting a lot of attention. That's awesome. I, I think Jack Keys, there's a guy I watched like I think a year ago. It was um just a singer songwriter, kind of punky, kind of R and B. Uh, he had like a shaved head, like just down the center. And I was like, this guy looks nuts. And he starts singing. <laughs> like, that's beautiful. The lyrics are amazing. Fast forward like a year later, he's on the cover of uh pop punks or i think all new punk i can't remember which one it is but he's with travis barker <laughs> travis barker's helping him <laughs> like what tiktok did that for this guy you know like crazy stuff like that can happen and it's like why not use it it's a resource and don't worry about failing just keep going right you can't worry about it yeah it it, it brings me back to when i was discovering alternative music when i was in high school you know this is going back to 2001 to 2005 like I'm getting old <laughs> and <laughs> Me too. There, there, there was this website that was very popular called pure, pure volume. And mm-hmm. they would just have a list, like a top five, like song list every single day. And it would like change. And I remember the spill canvas, like I found the spill canvas on that list and so many other people did. And now you fast forward 20 something years and that band is still around, still relevant, just signed with pure noise records. And it's like, because of that like and and there's so many myspace bands like that are still very successful because of myspace so like it it, it's kind of the day and age man like you know the bands like newfound glory and you know sugar cult and those kinds of pop punk bands they got their break because they were on teen movies but you know teen movies don't really exist anymore and they're not playing this kind of music so there's got to be another way to get out there. And it seems like TikTok's the preferred platform. It is. And it's just all the social media tools we have now. It is very saturated now and everyone's trying to do the same, same thing, but it's a, it's a gift and a curse at the same time. And it's, you got to kind of learn to adapt just the way it is. And it's going to be different in 10 years. (laughs) It's just going to always be different, but you know, the same thing, it, it stays the same where it's like pop punk music is still alive. It's still relevant. It's still going to come in waves. It's still going to surge. And I love this music so much. It's the only thing I can do. <laughs> so I'm glad it's coming back a little bit. There's a bit of a, a bit of a uptick, which is awesome. Now you, you did mention the, the playlist and how the playlist really helped you guys land with revival, but you, you know, you got these new singles that are out on revival and <laughs> embrace has made it onto some of these big playlists and you know that that song's already at you know 50 over fifty thousand streams and you know it's it's blowing up for you guys so Mm -hmm. you know i i guess let's talk about the importance of these playlists and how did you guys get onto these playlists or was it just pure luck that you guys got on them uh i think it's time so when you go to upload a single um, you can't do it like a couple weeks before you want to release it. You need to give it enough time for like um, these curated playlists to kind of hear your music and the algorithm to pick it up. And so we ended up like, I mean, obviously the label's doing it for us now, but it, it's, they submit our music probably six weeks in advance, something crazy. Like, I don't know hundred percent their formula, but when we did it beforehand, we were doing it like four weeks before we'd submit the song. Um, I think you just need to have time because there's a lot of music getting released. So you need it. You need to give more time for it to get a chance to be in front of people and hear it. Um, but that's honestly all we were doing is submitting it, submitting it properly with enough time. And 
hope for the best to be honest and i think at that time i'm not sure i think the label is telling us about how spotify's algorithm has changed in the last year or so and i don't understand uh the technical side of it but there's it was a little bit easier to get on the playlists back then and it's a little bit harder now but uh when we lucked out with laugh i think from there like laugh and dirty talk are still on this cra uh, crash course playlist which is i think two hundred and eighty thousand followers something crazy like that but we've been on it since 2018. Like, uh, like, I don't know why, but back then, apparently when you got on something, they would just pick you up. They liked you enough and they kept going. So that was, I don't know if it was luck, but it was also a little bit of prep preparation and making sure you're doing it with enough time to set yourself up. So, hell yeah. Well, but congrats on, on getting on those. And I, I know that they really can do a lot for bands and, you know, yeah. it, un unfortunately, you know, it's just something that's out there for your fans to see and sometimes you know when you're trying to discover a new band and you're like oh this band only gets 200 monthly listeners like sometimes people don't have the attention span to actually dive in and really give that band a chance and they they look at those numbers where old souls like myself i'll, I'll listen to a band that gets 12 monthly s streams <laughs> you know if they're submitted yeah. to us and I give everyone a, a chance because really at the end of the day, all it comes down to is someone, someone got lucky and, and someone didn't like it, it's kind of the name of the game. So mm -hmm. it's no. uh, definitely an interesting kind of topic that comes up with these playlists, but it, it's awesome to see that you guys have landed on them and your monthly streams are, are just on the rise, which is, which is sweet. Yeah. It's, it, it definitely sucks when like, um like that like forester is one of my favorite bands of all time and it's the same thing like i feel like they should be the biggest band in the world and i don't care what their monthly listeners are i'm gonna listen to those guys every day right um and there's so many bands there's more bands out there like that than there are bands lucking out and, yeah it's a it's it's a weird situation <laughs> and i don't know why we lucked out <laughs> i'm uh I'm, I'm happy for ourselves and like glad it happened but i i, I really wish like there's some way we could get other people to and help to luck out but i don't know how else to do it <laughs> um but yeah i i feel yeah. like it, in in order for things to to change and it, it's kind of current events right now with what's going on with joe rogan and spotify and neil young and mm -hmm. whatnot you know it, it's kind of just opening up your you know band's eyes to how shitty it is the situation with spotify and how you it really just takes away all your your income as a band and i i think there needs to be a, a platform that is created by the artist that can you know really benefit everyone that's involved and yeah i'm sure a lot of music lovers would be more than happy as long as it's still as accessible as spotify because you know at the end of the day i love that i love that fact that i can pay my monthly fee to, to spotify premium and listen to whatever i want like, whenever you want whenever yeah. i want so and I, it's I, it's I such a that, good um sorry no yeah i just think that there needs to be maybe a little competition that artists created that just gives gives a little bit of the more of the pie to the artist mm -hmm. yeah it's weird well like spotify is so it's so good uh, for marketing. They have so many small little tools you can use and it's so handy. 
Um, but yeah, I do agree. And I wish they did pay out more. Obviously <laughs> I really do. Um, we would be able to fund a lot more, but, uh, I kind of get a little bit on their side. I, because like paying out artists with billions of streams, like one cent, like they would go bankrupt. Like, you know, there's, there's maybe if like something was competing with Spotify for people who had like a certain amount, like a threshold of monthly listeners, like maybe T Swift isn't on this platform. So it was able to pay like the smaller bands a little bit more. Cause I feel like the reason why smaller bands or like up and coming artists can't, they can't pay everyone is because of those big artists who are making so many streams every single day. Like that's a lot of money. Right. So I, I don't, um, I don't understand how it can get fixed. I wish it could though. I am. I just don't know how they could do it without going bankrupt either. I feel like they can give a little more though. hundred <laughs> percent. What is it? 0 0.00473 or something. Well, like that. <laughs> even if they just changed, you know, their percentages. Yeah. It's not just an all even playing field. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're getting over a billion streams or whatever, some of those like, massive names you're getting like yeah. you, you get capped off at a certain amount man. yeah it's like a tax bracket kind of yeah idea. like if you make more money like we tax you more kind of idea um yeah that that would be interesting i doubt those artists would like that though <laughs> so it's, it's like I, there's probably ways to do it and i feel like they're not trying very hard to do it and that's the thing that's upsetting people yeah it upsets me as well so but Touché. Yeah. well yeah. before we get into to some hockey talk I just need to ask, like, Nicholas Rage, where'd the name come from? Are you just huge Nicholas Cage fans, or what's up with that? I knew this was coming. <laughs> I, I just have to ask. Oh, uh, yeah, the story is, like, a little not PG, but it's it's a story for sure. So, uh, um, so we, we've had our fair share of party life. Like, we're, we're, we're outgrowing it. We're... We're not the party animals we used to. We used to go on tour and bands would like meet us being like, we prepared to tour with you. Like we've been drinking every day in the States. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like, that was kind of who we were. We, we would have fun, um, you know, live life like it's your last day. Uh, but when it was me, a guy named Ray Ray and Bernard and Tim Wilson met a musical. I think the, when we decided to be a band, we went to the story so far. Like it came to Edmonton and we all went there. And a lot of us... <laughs> It was like our first time dropping acid. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on here. Am I allowed to have at it? Talk about drugs on here. Anyway, it was the first time we, you know, we were kind of doing a band bonding moment. Is our favorite band in the city, and we were having fun. Somehow the night went on to like us just picking up. Do you watch South Park at all? I have, yeah, yeah. There's um. There was like an episode where they did like these movie trailers and like they would have like a DJ scratch and it'd be like this fall. Um, Rob Schneider is a carrot. And it would just like they kept doing weird movie trailers and stuff in that okay. episode. So for some reason, we were all kind of having fun. And I uh, we kept picking up items and be like this fall, this lamp is a carrot. Like it was ridiculous. Just didn't make sense. And then out of nowhere, I picked up this massive pine cone. It was like huge. And everyone thought it was amazing how big this pine cone was and i messed up the words and we somehow switched from rob schneider to nicholas cage and i accidentally said nicholas rage is a pine cone and they all it was one of those moments not funny when i talk about it but in the moment funniest thing you've ever heard in your life then we all just laughed and then they're like that has to be our band name nicholas rage and we were just joking all night about it 
And then the next morning we all woke up just feeling like crap. And we're like, did we get a band name last night? <laughs> we're like, I think we have to be Nicholas Rage after that whole bonding experience. Like it was one of those nights where you just became so close with your brothers and yeah, drugs <laughs> basically is what gave us our name. <laughs> but, so now that you guys are like a signed band and a legit band, are you like, shit, I regret making our name <laughs> Nicholas Rage. <laughs> At, at first we thought about that we're like we can't be nicholas rage like that sounds like and so many bands we play with they're like i thought you guys were a joke band but then i heard your music i was like no it's, it's not a joke song right it's good and then um i i don't know i think i i ended up liking it because a lot of podcasts started picking us up and throwing our music on because they saw the name you know and then there that we start realizing okay the name has some sort of shock factor to it people see that like i have to click on that i have to see what that sounds like and then when you click on it and it's not just like something funny or stupid it's actually music it's kind of like this weird feeling so um it just stuck and obviously the label hasn't even mentioned it like they didn't care at all and uh, actually when they do a lot of our pr work when we release something i think um our project manager who's helping us release it uh jenny reader she ends up uh like posting like she tries to put as many nicholas cage movie titles in the like description of the song and she's like all right ten, i love that yeah 10 bucks for like who can ever point out as many uh films as you can find i think the last one for embrace it was like there's like 10 i found 10 <laughs> <laughs> that's insane so there's there's things there's things about it that's so unique and you know it was at first a little weird and we were like this is kind of dumb but i can't picture it anywhere else now so hopefully people find that too you might be a little off put by it at first but then eventually it just grows on you so so what do you think the chances are that nicholas cage like accidentally like googled himself or something and like <laughs> nicholas rage showed up like do you think that that's happened i really hope so and if it did, he obviously hated it because he hasn't talked to us. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, he's gotta be on cameo, right? Yeah. Like, you should definitely have him do a cameo. Oh my goodness. That would actually, I, I'll check it out. I'll see if he is. Um, but, uh, he's probably dirt yeah. cheap at this point, right? Like the National <laughs> Treasure movies came out so long ago. He's, he's probably like 25 bucks on cameo. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see if he's on there and we'll try to get him to. That'd be a great piece of content. But, uh, I, I'm hoping one day, like sometimes people will just be like, I'm tweeting Nicolas Cage for you. And, like they do it and you're like, okay. <laughs> sometimes I, uh, like, I think I threw out a tweet like a year or so ago. I was like, Nicolas Cage, can we be your son? <laughs> and it's just like dumb things. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll make a big enough splash in the world or he'll reach out and that'd be freaking awesome. That'd be hilarious. So does he have a, a Twitter page? Uh, I don't think, maybe he doesn't. I don't. I think he doesn't have a Twitter page. I'm, I tweeted out to like, um, it was a fan page and I thought it was actually his page. Now that you're saying it, I realize he doesn't have a Twitter page. I don't think. Yeah. Because um, you would get probably a, a ton of traffic because you know, how many people <laughs> pay attention to who they're tagging? Like some, sometimes you just, even when I'm intentionally trying to tag the right person, sometimes yeah. I tag the wrong person yeah. just because there's so many, you know, similar usernames. Like, mm -hmm. If he did have one, you guys probably would get tagged all the time <laughs> accidentally. It's actually I like just angry people that just hate <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies. It's honestly like on purpose. We did it completely on purpose. Uh, that's what we were trying to do. Just hop on his uh, his fame, you know. <laughs> no, hey. That guy, though, I 
I watch like I love watching Nicolas Cage movies because I can't. My parents hate it when I watch movies with them. We always end up watching Nicolas Cage movies or like um, Girlfriend, like all that. They <laughs> every time he talks, I laugh. I can't not laugh. Like everything he says, I just die. I don't know why. It's a serious moment, and I'll be laughing because it's Nicolas Cage. Because his delivery is <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Like the way he delivers his lines is just bizarre. Oh, he's and so weird. <laughs> it, I, I think that's what kind of makes it, especially in the National Treasure movies, where I, I, I love those movies. I wish that they would just make them every year, a new one. Because <laughs> they're just like, they're so bad, but so great at the same time. I, I'm a fan of them. Yeah, if we ever get big enough and I ha- I get to meet Nicolas Cage, I will be like, hey, my friend Mikey, like, could you just do this for him like every year? I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking that. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure. That there's a lot yeah. of people whose favorite movies those National Treasure movies. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, there's one that came out on Netflix, and it was like about like this alien thing that like started growing in like the world. I I, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. I know there's a Mandy movie that came out, but it was around the same time. But it was something about aliens. But for some reason, Nicolas Cage just kept obsessing over these like alpacas that he just bought because he was a like, farmer. And like the world is literally like turning into all this crazy shit around him, like morphing and like fusing together from some alien like virus. And he's just like, my alpacas and like the entire movie. Like, Dad, stop worrying about the alpacas. He's like, do you have any idea how expensive those alpacas are? And you're like, what is going on in his head? Like, you can't be in the script. Like, I feel like he's just, like, obsessing over this weird thing and he doesn't know what else to say. But it's genius. It's amazing. And it makes the movie plot just, like, pointless because you just care about what Nicolas Cage cares about. It's the funniest shit. But interesting, man. <laughs> yeah. And you you guys are named after him. So yeah. <laughs> makes it. you guys, I guess, interesting as well. <laughs> we are. We're very strange people. It's great. <laughs> cool, man. So before we talk... uh a little hockey. I, I do have to uh, just tell you about our sponsors. So we have linked up with DraftKings, and the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't yet in your state, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million in total prize with their first deposit. Download your DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 and older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467 467- 
369. You're good at that. <laughs> where, where, where's Tom when I need him? Tom, you are oh missed. Good. But we I, got it done. So I ran out of breath. Like I'm, I'm out of breath. So. I'm impressed. I'm so <laughs> impressed. I would have messed up at least eight, 18 words. Like, so are, are, <laughs> do you have any interest in the Super Bowl just before we talk hockey? I'm, I never watch football. I've always just, I played football. I love playing it. I like to hit people, but uh, <laughs> I like uh, I play hockey mostly. I've been a huge hockey fan my whole life because my father is. So we watch the Habs together. Nice French Canadian family. <laughs> and that's why we're here. We're going to talk hockey, but I do want to just point out that I watched the least amount of football this year in my entire life, which was maybe a quarter of a Carolina Panthers game. And then <laughs> that's it. And it's partly because I'm just kind of out of it, but also being a new father, I, I can't fathom asking my wife to like sit watch down and watch, <laughs> watch like three hours of a football game. So we'll Fair probably enough. watch the Super Bowl. I know the Bengals are in it and I know the Rams are in it. So that's kind of cool that we're not watching like Tom Brady or, the same teams over and over again mm-hmm. so should be a cool storyline i've been hearing the bangles a lot I, I i feel like it's like a cinderella story situation is that what's happening yeah and i'm, I'm sure you're just hearing it because nick from captains is a bangles <laughs> well, i think kevin from revival as well has posted something about it like i just see a few friends i'm like yay football <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah that, that that was our football quota for yeah. for the month so <laughs> Nice. Let's get back to hockey because that's why we're here. <laughs> so, so yeah, hockey. <laughs> I, I guess you already hinted at it. You're French Canadian, so your family's family relocated to Edmonton from from yeah. the east. Yeah, we're uh, from St. John, New Brunswick. My uh, my father was we're 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 McLeod, so it's like what's that Irish, Scottish, or something? <laughs> I don't even know. But uh, we. Um, my dad was uh, adopted, like he was a foster child with a f- nice French Canadian uh, family, uh, and yeah, he, my uh, papa just loved Montreal Canadiens and you know French Canadian pride and all that. Uh, and my dad just grew up watching hockey with him, and then I grew up watching hockey with him, and I play hockey still to this day. So hockey's just always been a part of our family. We collect hockey cards too, like we're huge hockey card collectors <laughs> right now. We just got into it a couple years ago. And I was hunting the Connor McDavid young gun card and I freaking got it. It's like my pride and joy. It sits in my display case. It's awesome. So wait a second. They're still making hockey carts. Yeah. It's a huge thing. No, it's not. Yeah. The dude, Connor McDavid's hockey card. Um, so his young gun, just, this is like, so they release a series one series two every year of like the rookies and stuff like that. And it's like one of the cheapest boxes you can buy. Um, and yeah. Connor McDavid's young gun raw, so not graded. You know, graded makes it more valuable because it's the condition sets in stone. But Connor McDavid's young gun raw is going for somewhere like like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred bucks just for a piece of card. <laughs> and if you get like his cup RPA, so that's a rookie patch auto, so a jersey piece, and it's his rookie card and it's autographed. I think that thing goes for like twenty k or something like that um someone actually pulled one and they're numbered to 99 so only 99 are made so someone pulled one that was 97 out of 99 so that's the only one ever so it makes it more valuable i think that one sold like for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars or something like that 
Like there is huge money in the card card game. Even in my collections, like maybe 10K, something like that, worth of cards, something like that. It's crazy. And mine's like a baby collection. Like I don't have that much. But it's Man. crazy. It's crazy. So <laughs> I watched a documentary on this where there was actually a kid in Canada. And surprisingly, like he was also the voice of one of the characters on the Magic School Bus. Amazing. <laughs> and he like his dad was a big name in like toronto in the card world and he had this massive baseball like baseball card collection mm-hmm. and he like at the peak of you know like the mid to late 90s when when it was very very popular like baseball mm-hmm. cards and trade like there were show shows that you could mm-hmm. go to like at arenas yeah. and <laughs> his collection was like valued for I, I don't know the exact amount, but like a good good chunk of change. But now in the year 2020 or whatever, when this documentary came out, it was worth like nothing. So he was actually just like had a, a bonfire and was just lighting all his cards with his family. And like, this is just worth yeah. nothing. That's so crazy. When you mentioned that there's a hockey card resurgence, that blew my mind. I had no idea that they yeah. even still made them. Dude, like, the, the pandemic, I don't know what it was. People being bored, stuck at home. A lot of new like collectors got involved and like I was one of them. But like, there's some, like, yeah, you start to learn more and more and it's like a stock market, but with hockey cards, basically. But, <laughs> like, but do players. they still make like the Beckett? Because that was what we used to have as we were kids. Like when we were trading hockey yeah. cards or whatever, we would have to have our Beckett like, oh no, this card's going up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They do use Beckett for like value and card values and stuff like that. And then Beckett, we you can use to see how many tens there are in the world, like how many nines there are in the world and stuff like that. But uh, the main thing is Upper Deck. Upper Deck is like the biggest supplier uh, and they just do most other things. And then there's like, you know, the regular like, you know, 200 something set card collection, which is like series one and two. And then they have like their pristine boxes, which is like the cup and uh, black diamond and all these crazy other like different designs on the cards. But it's obsessed. It's like something you can get obsessed with really quick. And there's a big community of them. There's still there's still um like hockey card uh what's you're saying like they would fill arenas with what's the word i'm looking for like a trade show uh, like, yeah yeah trade shows like there's still like they have them like once or twice a year there's national hockey card day where things are you know cheaper because it's not it's not cheap and i think that's where the value comes from um like even just buying Connor mcdavid's rookie year so if you buy the box with Connor mcdavid's rookie year i think it's like going for something like 1500 bucks just for the box and you're not even guaranteed to get the freaking card <laughs> You know? So I'm guessing you have to get them online though, because yeah, all the card and comic book stores that I remember in my like childhood town have yeah. shut down. So like yeah. they don't exist anymore. Oh no, there's um they're still in Edmonton, especially. I don't know what it's like there, but in Edmonton we have probably four or five like card shops and we have like a mom and pa one that's like super small. Like I know the dudes by name, like we talk when I go in and then they have bigger ones called Wayne sports cards named after Wayne Gretzky, I think. And uh, that one's like more of like the Walmart of like sports card places, but you have like a lot more options and stuff. And You got like a lot more years. Some years are hard to get now. Right. And people, they seek it. Right. So it's really fun though. There's nothing like pulling a, pulling like a really rare card. It just feels Dude, I- Insane. I gotta, I gotta ask my mom now if she still has my <laughs> hockey card collection. I'll just send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Send it to me. I'll let you know. A lot of it is like not worth anything. Like you gotta look, know what you're looking for. A lot of base cards, just they're like 
you know, 50 cents. Like some of them are 99 cents, but uh, most cards aren't worth much. But when you get like an authentic rookie card of like a, you know, a hall of famer or a great, like there's going to be value. I there. definitely had a Yager rookie card. I, I know for a fact I did. <laughs> That's crazy. Like in, depending on the condition it's in, like that can be worth quite a bit, like a decent amount, a good chunk. Yeah. Right. Like there's some Wayne Gretzky cards that go for, I think Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. What was it? Like half a mil it sold for. Something yeah, like I definitely that. didn't have that. I might have had a Mario Lemieux and a Yager rookie yeah. card. I didn't have a Gretzky one. Yeah, I would look through them. It's always cool. To, uh, that was what sparked me when I found out there's value in this. Uh, my grandfather's been collecting hockey cards for me his whole life, and like I never had interest. And then I was like, wait, I can make money? Like This is kind of an investment? <laughs> and then I went through like the hundreds of cards, and he didn't know what he was looking for, so a lot of them weren't uh, valuable. So I ended up just like starting from there and like, I'm going to have something to pass on if I have kids. And it's something me and my father do together. My dad loves it. Like we, <laughs> he goes and breaks and stuff where it's like uh, you pay for a team and then you get it. Like they open up boxes and say he pays for Montreal Canadians. He gets all the Montreal Canadian cards from the break that they do. Oh. So like, he'll call me and be like, I got a sick Patrick walk card today. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so hey, it's cool. And, and at the end of the day, it's that bonding you're having with your dad over yeah. that. So that's cool. No, it's awesome. You know, the older you get, you just become best friends with your parents. It's insane. But that's one of the things we could talk about for hours. I like talking to my dad for hours. So it's good. <laughs> cool, man. So let, let's talk Canadians uh, other than trading cards. So your team and my team are kind of like mirror images of themselves. So I'm a New York Islander fan. And Last year, we made it to the Eastern Conference Final for the second time in a row. You guys made it to the Stanley Cup Final. We we thought maybe this year would be a promising year, but both of our teams not looking like it so far. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on this season, and, and do you think it's time to, to start selling any pieces that you have, or what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I mean, that run, I – fully did not expect it and every time they won i was like sick like you know i was but i was i, I was like hey the next round no way there's absolutely no way they're they're beating you know and then i was like okay vegas there's no way they're beating vegas and i was like they beat vegas and uh you know it finally came to a stop and a lot of that had to do with you know carrie price being unreal the leadership in the room like i think a lot of the guys rallied it because like they knew shea weber was out the door his foot injury and he was just done so he's like this is the last chance for a lot of the guys on the team so they just kept playing for each other. And it was a Cinderella story, man. And I loved every minute of it. They didn't win. I wasn't even mad. I was like, I am so proud of that team because they had no freaking business being there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this year they're missing a lot of key pieces and they missed a lot of pieces that just returned like to Foley and Josh Anderson. Um, uh, Nick Suzuki's kind of, and then Caulfield too, like they dropped Caulfield down. Um, but I think it's the right choice considering like he's going to put the weight of the team on his shoulders. And if they're losing, that's going to feel pretty terrible as a young player coming into the NHL. So I get that. Nick Suzuki's still amazing. I don't care if he's having not the greatest season. He's still leading the team in points, I think right now, but he's going to, he'll flourish once you build a team around him. I don't know what's going to happen to be honest. Cause I thought for sure, Carey price, like he was going to ask for a trade, just kind of release some cap space. Like, go to a team where they can contend and give Carey Price a chance. And he came out and said, I'm a Montreal Canadian and that's how it's going to stay. I have no plans to go anywhere. And I'm like, Price, just go to the avalanche. Like go somewhere. <laughs> like I love Kale McCarr. Like 
oh my god he's so cool like <laughs> i want nathan mckinnon like to see pricey on that team like i i don't care what anyone says about pricey that guy is a stud and you know he's been playing well with a mediocre team in front of him for years and he still has the reputation he has you know imagine him on like a team like colorado and i think he would do really well uh well definitely you're, a chance you could probably have him in your backyard edmonton needs a goalie worse than anyone that was another thing i like it was it was avalanche edmonton i heard rumors but it's just like man edmonton needs a goalie so much and but like price was at 10 million 10.5 um montreal would have to hold at least half and then i don't know Well, who cares at this point yeah I, like it, it seems logical but like i just i don't i can't see it happening i just i i don't know if edmonton's gonna do that they just got Kane. um it could be a thing but i don't i don't know if they're gonna spend five mil 5.5 mil or 5 mil, whatever it would be on a goalie who's 36, you know, right now. I, I just can't see it, but it, I want it to happen. I, I know that price is a really good, like risk to take, but I feel like, and I feel like management in any NHL team knows that. I feel like fans are just like, no, he sucks. He's, you know, he's washed up, it's like, but he's not, I swear. <laughs> did, you, did you watch him in the playoffs? Like insane. And he had a knee injury and he was like, insane man like the things he does i'm like ah so cool but i don't know what's gonna happen i would love to see him in edmonton because i have a carrie price young gun card too so i can get that signed (laughs) there you go yeah so i guess let's just talk some memories being a hockey fan What, what what was your like pinnacle moment being a hockey fan like what what is the coolest thing you've experienced either at a live game or watching on TV, like what's your moment? Oh, there's, there's so, I think, I know that's tough. Because yeah, there's, there's, all, there's so many, there's so many for me. Right? Yeah. That's why we are hockey fans. It's like any given night, like something amazing happens. Um, you know, like I think there's a couple 2014, 15 season, Carey Price won every single fucking award. <laughs> and like, he was the best goalie in the world. And like just watching him play and like do the impossible game in game out i think that year with my dad like how excited we were we thought we, we were like we're gonna win the cup this year yeah good team solid team carry price is at the peak uh we got to the eastern conference finals and chris Kreider took out his knee and you could just feel the team wasn't the same after like that's their star you know um it sucks and you know any fan would be like we would have won the cup that year but we'll never know we were robbed of it but i still that year was one of my favorite years to watch hockey it was i put my jersey on every game like i i skipped things because <laughs> like i <laughs> i'm not going to hang out with you guys tonight guy like you know some of my friends or something is like i'm watching hockey with my dad like one of the best years to watch hockey for me and uh i think the run was one of my favorite memories too like last year playoff run Cause uh, my family's in New Brunswick now, so I'm in Edmonton alone. So I got to basically like we call each other between periods and just talk. And like, it was another reason for us to stay close, even though we're far apart and you know, you miss your family a lot when I have lived with them for so the majority of my life. So this is recent that they're apart. So that run plus him being away, it was kind of this like special moment where like, are you witnessing this too? Or like you're on the other side of the world. This is happening for you too. Right. Um, but that was a really special memory watching that. And then I guess a third one would be when Connor McDavid in his rookie season, he broke his collarbone. I think it was, and he comes back against uh, Columbus blue jackets. And I don't know if you've seen that goal, 
but he basically just like toe drags and goes through like three people, deeks the crap out of Bobrovsky and scores. And it's just like, it the energy in the building is probably like the coolest feeling in the world. And it, it I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it, like just to hear the announcers too and the replays, I still get chills when I watch. They're like, oh my God, our McDavid, welcome back. Right. Like, I feel like it, he just described every Connor McDavid goal, though. <laughs> so I'm much. like, which one of is he really talking about? Because it sounds like every goal I've ever seen him score. This one was like, like a really special one because like it was his rookie season halfway through, and he like breaks his collarbone. It's like, man, this guy was so good. Like everyone just started getting a taste of him, and he was out for like a while. And he comes back and literally just like undresses an entire team and scores. And that was like one of the first times I think he's done that. And then everyone was like what just happened you know and like the crowd was just like you could hear it just ha 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 you know and it was it's such a cool moment and like you said every there's so many Connor mcdavid highlights that like i'll sit up at night and be like i want to feel happy i'm gonna watch Connor mcdavid highlights just it's insane it doesn't make sense <laughs> the guy's a cheat code it's cool so do you, do you feel yourself rooting a little bit for edmonton just because you have that superstar in your backyard yeah. Yeah. I, I mentioned like one of the teams I watch every, I, I look at the highlights every night, you know, like the same with uh, Minnesota. I love uh, Kaprizov. So cool. He, he's one of, and same with Zegras. So I watch a lot of duck highlights. I lo- I just love watching the, the young talent. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Connor McDavid, I'm a Connor McDavid fan more than the Oilers fan. I'm like, I'm a little sad that they're not just like building the best team in the world. Like they, like it upsets me when they go on 10 game losing streaks. It's like, why, why is this happening? But it is hockey. It's a hard freaking game. Um, you know, people can complain all they want, but at the end of the day, it's a team sport and mentally it's just as mental as it is physical. And if something's going on, it's hard to win. And other teams in the NHL, you're playing the best freaking players in the world every night. Even the worst team in the NHL is a really good freaking hockey team. So it's, um, it's going to happen. I really just want Edmonton to be so dominant. I want to see Connor get a cup. I want to be in the city when the Edmonton Oilers have a cup. Like I want to know what that's like. I have never been there before. So, yeah, I'm sure you you guys have had like world junior championships and things like that in Edmonton. So I'm sure you've had some some wild celebrations. And obviously, you probably weren't born when when the Oilers did win the cups. No. Like you you seem like you might have been a not even conceived yet at that point. <laughs> no, I was 91. So yeah, uh, so you, you missed those, those cups as well. So, yeah. and I wasn't living here on that cup run. I think, what was it? 2006. I think they went to the finals against Carolina. Was it? I can't remember. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I wasn't in the city when that was happening either. So uh, I, I, no, it was 2008 is when I moved here. I'm pretty sure. So I, I was a couple of years late after that. So, but I remember when I was moving here from St. John, like one of the first things I thought, I was like, Oh, we're going to a city with an NHL team. That is cool. And I get here and like, everyone's so mean about their team because they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they were just in the finals to like, you know what Montreal is going through right now. So <laughs> it's like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> but So do you get to a lot of uh, games at Rogers arena? Uh, I've been to a couple. My, um, I have like, really one of my childhood best friends who's also from new brunswick but he's uh he's pretty wealthy so he has like season box tickets and these like luxury like bottle service areas and you see the ice like it's like on tv like broadcast view in the middle of the ice 
so that's cool i every once in a while he'll be like hey you want to come and i'm like yes <laughs> yes i'll cancel yeah. anything <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah it's like guys band practice ain't coming i'm gonna go watch Connor mcdavid but every time i go Connor mcdavid doesn't score so I'm, i ha i haven't really got to see like one of those moments in person you know uh that would that's something i'm craving i want to be there when he does something crazy i think it was that morgan riley goal too do you remember this one against toronto dude oh. i'm so bad at even remembering <laughs> like the game i watched last night I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm kind of like just in the moment. <laughs> yeah. And then like sometimes I'm like, I don't even know who scored in the games that I've been to. I'm so I'm a weird fan. It's it's <laughs> it's hard to explain. That's fair. No, man, like and there's so there's such a spectrum of like why you love hockey. Why do you love watching it? And for me, it's like I played hockey my whole life. So when I see someone do something that I'm like, that is impossible to do. Hell, did you do that? Right. Um. I get obsessed and I watch it over and over again. I analyze it. Like I, I love that side of hockey, but yeah, there's, I, I recommend if you want to watch some, something crazy, you've seen it before for sure. It's uh, just put Connor McDavid versus Morgan Riley. And he just pretends to look away. Then he just turns it on and like makes Morgan Riley trip goes in and just top corner. And like the, the same thing crowd atmosphere on that goal was that like, Oh, ah, ah, right. Anytime he does that, I just get so excited because that guy just rules the world in hockey. It's cool. It's also so weird because I'm on the East Coast. Like, mm -hmm. it's yeah. so hard to watch West Coast hockey. Late. It's, late, it's so dude. late. And, like, mm -hmm. even when I was younger, and obviously hockey was way less accessible than it is now. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't watch that many Wayne Gretzky games until he came to the Rangers. Like, I knew that he was the player and like, you know, hockey cards were popular and video mm -hmm. games were popular. So like you knew like stat wise, like, yeah, this guy's legit, but I didn't like, I, I was kind of poor, so I didn't have ESPN. So I wasn't watching like highlight shows. So like, mm -hmm. I didn't really get to watch that many Wayne Gretzky games. Like I watched Mario Lemieux. Like that's, that's who mm -hmm. I got to watch. Like I, I saw cool. him play the Islanders at least like five times. You know, and Mary so, Lemieux is that it's Connor McDavid of the nineties, you know, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so so probably, I feel like, you know, yeah. I'm kind of robbed of that right now. Like I, I don't watch that many games with McDavid. I don't, I don't get to watch Zegris. Like it, it's kind of what stinks when you live on the East coast and mm -hmm. you want to watch like those, those West coast games where it's probably pretty sweet being on the west coast where you can be like oh it's a normal time <laughs> yeah like oh, i'm gonna watch a hockey game at dinner and then i'm gonna watch a hockey game uh after i take my shower and then i'll watch a hockey game in bed <laughs> like, yeah it's awesome. that's pretty sweet <laughs> it's pretty sweet actually i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh that's funny um i was gonna say something i can't remember dang it it's gone i hate when yeah. that happens <laughs> it's all good man so i i guess you know Right now, current in hockey, they're on their all-star break. Uh, actually, as we're recording this, there's the skills competition. So I almost canceled. So I could watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that that would make me very sad if if someone canceled an interview to watch oh the God. skills competition of the all-star. Yeah, <laughs> like you know I'm... what, bar down breakdowns not that important. We're done. We just got <laughs> canceled because of the all-star game I... skills competition. I would have argued like it would flip like hockey and punk music is like oh dude this guy likes hockey like i get it <laughs> no i i definitely would not have 
<laughs> like maybe like a playoff game, <laughs> but not, not a all-star game. I want to watch it though. I actually don't know. I don't have a access to watching some things free right now. So I don't know where to find it. So I'm going to try to look for that after this, see if I can find, find uh, where they're at. But, I did hear that some people were like saying that it was exclusively on ESPN and not ESPN plus. Like it was advertised. I, I don't I, know don't like what they're doing they're kind of being weird during the pandemic a little bit because there wasn't games in person a lot i get they have to make some money but it's like don't you have a lot of money already (laughs) why are you making it harder for people who can't go enjoy the games to watch it you know and i think they made it so there's like uh, zone restrictions my dad was really upset because he paid for, for like a hockey channel and he was missing half the montreal canadian games and he had to go to like the french channel he had and watch games in french he doesn't speak french so it's just like, but for some reason there's these zone blackouts and you wouldn't get half of the games that night. And I don't know what the, I think, I feel like the reason behind it is because yeah, they're losing money. So they're trying to enforce people to pay more money for like a bigger package that gets like all of the, you know, zones and be able to watch all of the games. So you have to pay a little extra, but it's like, I'm already paying money to watch hockey. Why do I have to pay more money? You know, it, it was upsetting. And I feel like they're still kind of doing that. So they might be, it might be hard to find right now. But hopefully I can find it. <laughs> That's my goal after this. I'm going to see if I can find it and see if I can have some a chill Friday night and watch some hockey skills competition. I'm a, I, I want to see Zegris. I want to see how he does in it. That guy's crazy. Yeah, it, it's uh, as an Islander fan, we we only have one uh, All Star, and it's Adam Pellick who is like a stay at home defenseman. <laughs> so it's like. This isn't going to be very exciting to watch. But Barzell didn't get in this year? No. No? He's not having the greatest year. No. But he's still so good. Like He's so good, but the, the, the team's just underperforming. and It's hard like, mentally, right? He's probably, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm not too excited to watch our stay-at-home defenseman in the All-Star game, so I probably won't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. I kind of, like, I go to watch, like, if like, you know, there's new talent, like I like to watch McDavid at anything he does. Obviously Zegris is proving time and time again, that he is ridiculously good. I don't know if you caught it, but he did a Michigan goal actually against Montreal, like just scooped it so smooth up top corner of the net yeah. like, from behind the net. I was like, <laughs> like nothing. It looks like nothing. You know, how hard it is to get a puck on your stick, just standing still. It's so hard to do that at an NHL pace with pressure on you and make it look like it's something you've done every single day of your life. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I think that's why the Ducks are kind of surprising people right now is yeah. having young talent like that. Yeah, young yeah. and exciting. It gets everyone going. So, And, and one final hockey uh, current event question I have for you is, uh, do you plan on watching any of the Olympics that are starting, I think, tonight? Or maybe they even started last night. No. Nah. <laughs> no I, i'll probably watch it because i'm canadian um and i love hockey but it's just not the same without the nhl players right the nhl players aren't going so it's like that's the best part is like it, like we could have saw mcdavid and Sidney crosby and like that lineup was literally foolish that would have been like easy cup i think in my opinion hopefully uh what was kale mccarr too like there's a lot of young guys that um they kind of got robbed from their first Olympic experience and like these guys are like arguably better than a lot of the guys who've been there before at that time, you know. So it would have been super fun to watch. I'm really upset about it. 
Yeah, it, it's also kind of interesting, though, because Canada, you, you got one of the Stahl brothers. He's going to be the captain, which that's kind of cool to see, like kind of came yeah. out of retirement or maybe he's still playing over in Europe. I'm not too sure. So like seeing him also former Islander Josh Hosang is on on the Ooh, team. Um, I didn't know that. I, I might tune in to, to watch him. And then Ray Ferraro's son is on Team Canada, which is kind of cool. It is kind of it kind of you, have you seen the movie Miracle? Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> the best hockey movie ever. It's kind of like that kind of situation where it's like just a ragtag team, ragtag team kind of brought together. So maybe I'll check it out. I think I just thought once I heard they weren't going, I was super disappointed. I think I just like shunned it. Like I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so, just disappointed. Not, I'm not going to get to see you know two of the best players that have ever played play together. That would have been cool, but I've never, I didn't know. I didn't know one of the Stahl brothers were coming to play and Josh Hosang is super good. I wish he got more, more of a chance. He's on Toronto now. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. But he's, he's really like on the Marlies. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like he's like, you gotta give him a chance. He's good. Like the few times I've watched him play, like he's got good edge work, really good hands, good shot. Like he makes things happen every time I've seen him play and I don't watch him play that often. Maybe as a Islanders Islanders fan, like you, you might have seen him more. Is he as good as I think he is? Yeah, he 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 had like some training camp issues where he showed up like late to a few practices, and ever since then they kind of just wrote him off. And he was exciting. I, I think that if he was given a chance, especially if they would have maybe like threw Montevarez's wing, mm-hmm. we 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 he could have been like a household name. Because he did, he was creative. He he had good edge work. He 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 really was a playmaking forward. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna probably tune into a few Canadian uh, Ca- team Canada games to see how Hosang does, and yeah. maybe maybe he makes a name for himself and gets back into the into the NHL. We that would do. actually that's like a reason enough to watch, you know, because just to see it, like you know, an athlete at that caliber getting a chance like you know they can either go one or the other way either they don't live up to it or they go like far and beyond what you expect of them and suddenly josh hosang is like on the first line in the toronto maple leafs you know <laughs> like you well dude know. you know what's so funny is i i think back to it must have been the the 2010 olympics mm-hmm. when matt zuccarello went off for team norway like he was like I think there was one game where Norway almost upset upset Canada mm-hmm. and it, he was just like flying all over the ice and he wasn't even in the NHL at that and point. Now look at him. And, and yeah, like look at the career he had with the Rangers and now he has with the Wild. Like Yeah, he's one of the best guys. He's top two in scoring for sure. Wild, him and Kaprizov are lighting it up. And, that's and, crazy. Like, and it really stage. happened with, with the Olympics. So yeah, you never know. Could happen. That'd be really cool. I uh, I've been a fan of Josh Hosang since I've seen him play, and now it's like, why am I not seeing more of him? So like, yeah, it would be definitely super cool to watch the Olympics and see if he actually makes a name for himself because of that. Hell yeah! Well, yeah. Jeremy, dude, it really uh, has been a blast just talking <laughs> hockey cards and hockey and all. Things. I ramble. I ramble a lot. No, dude, it, it's been a blast. So before I let you go, um, I guess. Plug away. I know we we've talked about it a few times on the episode, but you know, personal parties coming out in a couple of weeks. So let let the people know where to find it, 
let them know about the pre-orders and uh we'll yeah. let you uh go enjoy your friday night awesome uh yeah we're uh, nicholas rage noise on instagram you can find um all of our singles that have been released uh under our link tree it's in our oh, bio dude, i just came came to me yeah <laughs> Since Nicholas Cage doesn't have a Twitter, you guys should just change your Twitter name to Nicholas Cage. Dude, that's so smart, actually. And then we'll pretend and, and, to be him. Pretend <laughs> but to be band. him. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, and here's my new Spotify single. <laughs> and people are like, wait, Nicholas Cage has music? Like, Dude, just right, use I, it as like a ploy. I love it. I, you know, like I will take any edge in the world we live in now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Look at that one band that uh, like stole the, the – um, the website for the when we were young festival i think it's i set my friends on fire oh my god I didn't they know stole that. that website and now they've blown up because of it they're selling out shows and like yeah yes <laughs> they have great music and and this is what i talk about all the time like uh, there's so many bands that have great music but sometimes it's like just that one little like gimmick or something that gets that you mm-hmm. that that gets the attention that it that it deserves and that yeah actually the festival reached out to them and was like hey like we can't ignore like all the social media attention you guys have created if you want to play like we got a slot for you and they actually turned and they turned it down they were like nope we're gonna go play the parking lot instead (laughs) that's like social media geniuses but sorry keep keep plugging away that's hilarious i'm so happy i know about that i don't even care about plugging (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny because like they literally stole this like website from them yeah they were like okay impressive play for us and they're like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome that is what was the name of that band again i set my friends on fire i set my friends on fire i am checking them out just because of that story you know like that's genius but yeah maybe one day uh our twitter account's gonna be just it's the real nicholas cage there you go. Uh, you guys heard it here. Whoever's watching, <laughs> it's the real Nicholas Cage. You'll find Nicholas Cage's band, and we're actually pretty good. We're pretty good. Uh, but yeah, we're releasing Personal Party March 11th. Um, you can pre-order uh, in our all of our socials. Just go check our link to you. You're going to be able to find where you can pre-order. We have a really cool shirt design, really cool crew neck, and uh, we have our EP on sale for pre-order as well. And we are going to be doing a contest here eventually too. Once it releases, where we're going to get people to just kind of share the music and uh, you're going to get a special signed copy of the CD plus uh, Nicholas Rage pillow. We haven't talked about it yet. We haven't released it yet, but I'm going to let people know who have been here today to that look out for that. So, but thanks everyone who's been watching. Thanks for having me, Mikey. You're uh, you're an awesome dude. I love talking with you. Hopefully we can do this again. Yeah, Jeremy, I, I, I truly do appreciate it. And I, I wish that we could have talked better better times for our hockey teams but <laughs> this season just didn't pan out the way it was supposed to and uh that that's kind of what right. what uh what hockey is man and yeah it, it's so hard to just like give up as a fan like yeah. it, it's it's like, hard for me to like lose that like we can do it like look at the st louis blues they did it but every game that we lose, I'm just like, all right, I think that was it. I think that was the game where we're just the game where I die. I'm done. I'm I, done. Uh, yeah. So and that's the beautiful thing about hockey. It's that up and down roller coaster, you know, it is. <laughs> it is. One so, day you hate them. Anyway, sorry. No, nah, man, dude, Jeremy, I, I, I wish you guys the best. I love revival. Our, our really good friends and out of time are on there. 
You got the home team killing it on there. Mm-hmm. You got front side who's awesome. You got Weaver Sharks. Like Revival's about to turn some heads, man. And it's yeah. cool that you guys are are doing your thing with them. And I'm I'm super excited to see what 2022 has for the label and all the bands on it. So keep yeah. killing it. Hopefully the borders open up soon and you guys can make your way down to the States and we'd love to to catch one of your shows. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully that happens. And yeah, we're excited. The direction revival's going. Hopefully we can uh, help that out, help with that as well. That's uh, the goal just to keep plugging away, keep making really good music and hope for the best. Keep working hard. Amen, brother. Well, awesome. enjoy your Friday night. We'll be in touch. Take care, man. Peace, Mikey. Thank you.